Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Apostolic Children's Ministry Podcast. Uh, we are a little bit late, but only one day, and we have Brother Julian with us today. Hello, everybody. We're recording this not on our typical Wednesday night after church, but on the next day, and so we're uh, going to be playing a little bit of catch-up. Uh, Brother Julian's been uh, working a lot, so on Sunday he wasn't there, so he's going to play the role that I play sometimes, which is just kind of asking a bunch of questions and... I'll try to fill him in, fill him in, and plus some big changes that we're going to be having in our Sunday school in the uh, new year, 2024. Yes. That was exciting. Uh, but man, we had a lot of kids. We picked up a, a good amount on the routes. Do you have those in front of you? If I, I remember the top of my head, it's 123. Because I remember we got 118, and then everyone's like, oh, add two more to this one, add three more to this one. So yeah. by the end of it, it's like 123. I remember that, yeah, because I kept watching it, and it kept growing and growing. I think uh, blue added like three more. Yeah, same for orange. I can pull it up, but I mean that's a great number. Again, I think our last six weeks have been like over a hundred. So I know we had one that was like ninety-eight, but that's still a solid. That was the week of after Thanksgiving was like our smallest, but still. Yeah, and even even then, consecutively or uh, consistently, we've been having an average of one fifteen plus. And you can eat the mic on this, okay? Yeah, I, that's actually okay. Good. Okay, good. I was, you know, I, I felt that was hot, so I was like, okay. your, your mic, I or see. sorry, your headphones might just be turned up. Is okay. that better? Yeah. Okay. Good. So, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> this podcast is pretty raw and unedited. Uh, we've came to the realization that the more we edit, the less likely we are to record because it's just a pain. So we figure good enough is is better than trying to be perfect. <clears throat> so we're just going to get these out. I'm just happy to have this new system because last time we couldn't run the AC in, yes. in your room. So Yeah, we're in my office and the AC uh, on the, the Yeti mic I was using before, man, it picks up like a cockroach hiccuping in the next room. <laughs> So here we can run the AC and we got no problems. Yes. So it's exciting. But yeah, bus is going good. Oh, sorry That's for awesome. any of you who don't live in California and not even think about an AC. AC, <laughs> yeah, sorry. On December 14th, that's a little weird, but it's genuinely needed. Yes. Uh, it's yeah. a little warm. Yeah, especially my office where I got electronics cooking and stuff. So, yes. Anyway, uh, so speaking of Christmas. Do you love Christmas as much as I do? Like, oh. Am I just a weirdo? Like, I love Christmas. This time, giving away the amount of things that we do, we give away a ton of stuff. Um, every single week, you know, I, I've had an, something picked aside for clothing or something every single week. Cause, but I, I sometimes I want to wear it twice, and my wife's like, wait, no, no, wait, wear this on that day. I'm like, but then I only get to wear it once this year. So I have something set you aside for uh, children's ministry, of course. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> children's ministry. So, uh, like, I just bought a suit from Sam's Club. Is that the one you had on when I saw you? Uh, I, yes, I just wore the jacket. Okay. Oh, you have the pants too. That's right. I haven't yes, seen but that I have yet. the pants. I also have, and then the jacket lights up. It's, it's gingerbread and candy canes, and um, as a it has a tie. That's the same material. The pants are the same Ooh, material. So you are going to be styling. Oh, I can't wait to nice, wear it Sunday. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, it, and I'm referring not just to children's ministry. I just, I just love this time of year. Yes, like I, 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 I just can't, I, I look forward to it all year long. Like this is my favorite time of year for family hanging around. It's just like everything kind of slows down, and you can just kind of almost take a deep breath and just. Oh, I just enjoy it so yeah, much. I love, love, love it. Do you get, do you get yeah. time off? I hope. Um, I mean, I'm off Christmas Day. 
So that's good. Oh, brother Julian, that works out. He works. Uh, he does emergency services. Uh, so are you with MI, uh, MIT? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was a, a revert to our local church. Uh, are you still an EMT? Are you firefighter? Are you all of the above? I'm a paramedic. Paramedic. So a little bit of advanced practice compared to uh, the EMT skills. Um, and by the way, shout out to Brother Chris Bradshaw. He just finished paramedic school, and I know Ooh, that's not easy. Brother Bradshaw, Union City, Tennessee. Yes. And um, so paramedic, firefighter, recently promoted to Ooh, engineer. Nice. Yeah, so nice, I'm an engineer. Nice. Everybody out there, if you could help us pray for Brother Julian and his schedule, because he is so needed and necessary in Rialto, and he has to work, and he's just at the whim of the department. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing he can do about it. Well, I've been off for the... My schedule is... It's nice. Like, right now, I'm off for six days. But, like, when like just because the holidays come around, like, it's Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Actually, we're probably the most busy during that time. So I can imagine you know. some knuckleheads being knuckleheads on New Year's. Exactly. Oh, man. That's that's a lot of fun. But, man, we, we'd love to have you consistently every Sunday. He's over our bus ministry, and when he's not there, there is a hole that needs filled, for sure. Well, Jesus' name, make it yep. happen. So, Yep, yep, we're praying. We're praying, and if you're out there, help us pray. Yes. Help us pray. Uh, so, yeah, we're excited about this time of year, and we did our Christmas story, our drama Christmas story last Sunday, and our teachers acted that out. We'll go through that uh, in a minute, and then next week, or rather this Sunday, we're doing our, our birthday party. Birthday our, party for Jesus. That's right. You can call it a Christmas party if you want. We call it a birthday, birthday. party for Jesus. That's we'll right. Kinda, we'll recap that one after the fact so we won't go too in-depth on that. But we told the Christmas story in a, in a kind of interesting way. I don't think we've ever recorded this, have we? Because we've done this twice now, this, this same story. Um, I'm trying to think if they could go back and look at it at a previous year. I don't know. If we have, it's been two years at least. Did we do it we last year? For during, or during 2020, did we record it? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, you can go there and see yeah. if any of this matches up. But we told the story, the Christmas story, a real story of Christmas, uh, which is, of course, Jesus' birth in Bethlehem. But we'll just kind of walk our way through it. Is that all right? Yep. Tell me about it. <laughs> I wasn't cool. there. So. so we start off with just like a uh, Christmas activity at the beginning. And then the innkeeper, which happens to be me, because apparently I am typecast as being bombastic and annoying uh so i came no. up and greeted all the guests to my inn welcome everybody welcome and i you know just told them thank you for being here in the inn of bethlehem the best place in the world just brush those cockroaches aside it's all right you know just playing up my not so uh, extravagant inn um we gave the rules we laid it on thick but you got to act right in my inn can't can't play the fool and then we did birthdays, and these wise guys showed up. These wise guys. I was trying to do birthdays, and then Bob Lee and Erica Torado and Keith Zamora came in, and they helped me with the birthdays. So we read those. I do like, you know, that 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 twist of, yeah, Bob Lee, Keith Zamora, and then Erica Torado, which she's not, you guys are calling it wise people <laughs> instead of wise men, and that's because of, I know we there's didn't a lot do it of for diversity necessarily. We I know, but we have enough staff. no. Oh, well, yeah, it's because of the staffing. We just didn't have enough there that day. But it's just kind of cool because like sometimes people stress on the if I don't have a guy to play this role, it's like you could always, without getting too crazy, you could fix it. You know, like yeah, make it fit. So 
Like, think outside the box. You're going to have Queen Herod. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Queen Herod can always be just as evil and try to kill baby Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so once we got past the kind of preliminaries, we had the narration, and Sister Sarah was supposed to do it, but life happened, and she got sick. Yeah. So she was sick. Some of her kids were sick. So she, last minute on Saturday when we came to practice, she just texted and said, I think you need to get somebody else for this role very quick. And so Sister Leah stepped in, Sister Instant in Season, and she was became the narrator slash guest of the inn. And we start off by asking the kids what their favorite part of the holiday is. You know, everybody has their own thing. Maybe it's the sugar cookies or the gifts or the family or whatever. Everybody has their own thing. Uh, playing, playing games around the fire or whatever. Uh, then she kind of read this little narration about the real reason started in a humble town called Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. And today we're reimagining the Christmas story. So then she read the verses of Luke. They went out a decree that all the world should be taxed. And then in came Joseph and Mary, which was Logan and Natalia. That was supposed to be Logan and Tristan, but Tristan had a surgery, (laughs) so she had her adenoids taken out, and so she was in no condition to be a Mary. In fact, she hasn't even been to school yet. They told her she can't be around people for seven days. Because of getting sick? Uh, They were afraid of that, because it's like an open wound, I guess, or something. Oh, gotcha. I don't know. Yikes. That's why she wasn't at church last night. Oh. Yeah, so she had to listen online. Anyway, uh, she's good. She just... uh, has uh, major sinus stuff going on, so they had to take those out, and now she's good. All right, uh, so they're traveling, and this was actually really funny. You played this part. Remember, you were Joseph, and, yeah. and so Joseph were brushing up on his dad jokes. Yeah. And brushing up on your dad jokes to a pregnant woman is not a good idea. No. <laughs> and so... Uh, Logan was was saying, all right, hey, this is what I'm going to do. He's going to come up and say, hey, Dad, I have a hole in my shoe. And I'm saying, so do I, son. That's how I get my foot inside. <laughs> and he starts laughing. And, of course, uh, pregnant Mary did not think that was funny. No. But that didn't stop him from doing another 10 or so dad jokes as they traveled to Bethlehem. Because he's going to be a dad soon. And he's excited about it. And you got to be good at dad jokes if you're going to be a dad. Yeah. You just have to. So uh, they crested the hill. And said, oh, there it is, the little town of Bethlehem. And that was the cue to start the little town of Bethlehem music. <coughs> and as it played, we encouraged the kids to stand up and sing it, which I'm going to be very blunt, Brother Julian, went really well for the first verse. <laughs> what we didn't realize is that it went into a second verse that nobody knew, including oh. us on stage. Or There's third a- verse or something. There's multiple verses to the old little town of... Yeah, oh, something, something of Mary, something, something, oh. something, 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 something. <laughs> and we had no clue. And so we're up there just humming, right? Mm-hmm. And our practice was, was so rushed on Saturday that we didn't have time to go through all the songs. So we just assumed we knew them. So we just played them for a little bit and stopped. Should have just faded out. All right. <laughs> well, I was worried, and, and, and rightly so, that we'd be done too soon. Oh, and so we could, <laughs> anyway, we actually were done a little too quick. So if we cut the songs, we'd lose, anyway, we'd, be, we'd be out way too soon. So they get to the end, they come to me, and he asked me for a room. And of course, I could give him a big old back slap and tell, oh, man, you must be a dad because you tell dad jokes. We ain't got no rooms. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> and we went back and forth about, there's got to be a room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me just get rid of one of my nice paying guests and put you bums in there. Yeah, it sounds good. Sounds Get out of here. Anyway, he finally said, I'll stay anywhere. I don't care where. Anywhere. It doesn't matter. And so I said, 
spine, and I was being very sarcastic. Well, I got this place. It smells like animal poop. You want that place? And I was kidding, and he said, yes, I'll take it. I was like, <laughs> oh, 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 nice. That'll be five talents. And so they started giving me their talents, singing, juggling, running in place. <laughs> and I did, was not amused. As a innkeeper, I deal in only gold, and I told them to keep their talents to themselves or use them to go earn some money and pay me. So Nobody funny. sleeps in my barn for free. Anyway, they finally paid me, went to the barn, and then they sang Away in a Manger. I remember us going into the barn last time we did this, and Kim was like, oh, I don't feel good. I got a sneeze. Hachoo! Oh, the baby's here. I'm, I'm That's a dad. Right. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, so funny. I forgot about that. Man, don't women wish it was that easy. <laughs> it was, I, I still laugh about that, though. We still yeah. go, hachoo! The baby's here. Yay! So he's saying away in the manger again. We knew the first verse well. Not so much on the rest. Uh, And then the angels appeared. So we had a little area set up for the shepherds, and they were out there talking to their sheep. And then the angels scared. uh, What do you scare? I was going to say scare the devil out of them, but I don't think they were full of the devil. (laughs) It's just snot. Scare the snot out of them. There you go. That's right. And uh, anyway, they got terrified, started screaming. Um, and then they told them about the little baby in Bethlehem. I'm, of course, you guys know the story. I'm not going to break it down to you, but they were they were pretty funny. Uh, and then they they were going to tell it, not just in the field. They're going to tell it everywhere, including on the mountain, <laughs> which leads us to the next song. Go tell it on the mountain. This one we did know a little bit better. Thank God. Yeah, we weren't quite as embarrassed. So the shepherds get to the end. Once again, I'm very rude to them and tell them how stinky they are. Uh, They start raising their voices a little bit because they're offended. And I start screaming at the top of my lungs that people are trying to sleep. Quit yelling as I wake everybody up. Uh, Then they go see the baby. Uh, Then the narrator again starts talking about how we sing Silent Night, but it probably wasn't so silent in that barn. You got the cows mooing. Yeah. Sheep baby crying i'm sure it wasn't super peaceful um but dad's then, uncomfortable yeah yeah dad's probably probably <laughs> grousing while mary's the one that really we should feel sorry for um and then the wise guys show up they do their their introduction uh and these guys are nuts so if i gotta read you some of their some of their lines like bob lee you can tell wrote this <laughs> So they came in, they're wise guys with a Jersey accent. They call themselves the wise guys, not the wise men. We have Frankie, Vinny, and Guido. Guido. (laughs) Yeah. And they come in holding a map, but it's the wrong kind of map. It's a contour map. Don't get us to the right place. So Bob Lee pulls out his phone and says, hey, Siri, how do we get to Bethlehem? And it navigates him to, apparently there's a Bethlehem in Pennsylvania. I didn't, (laughs) who knew? So it tries to take him there and they get lost. And they finally resort to the GPS, the best GPS, the global or God's positioning star. And nice. they look up and see that, and then they start following start following that. Um, find our way to the Jersey Turnpike, Jericho. Okay, yeah, I'm just kind of skipping through this. Oh, then they met Herod. Do you remember Larry acting like Herod? Yes. He's, like, really creepy and, like, <laughs> Scary creepy. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So we did record this. It's recorded for it sure. It is recorded? Yes. Okay, if you if you want, go back go back and find it because we did the same thing mostly. Yeah, we, we did some tweaks, but not much. 
Uh, it had to be at least two years ago. So it's 2020 or 2021. Yeah. Um, so Herod, my, my brother, my younger brother, can be the weirdest king you've ever seen. Like, he just does these weird little steps, and he's just creepy as all get out. Who was it this year? It was Larry again. Oh, he was? Okay. Yeah, he, he made a guest entrance. Nice. Um, they call him King Harry. Uh, uh, I'm kind of skipping through this a little bit. Anyway, uh, Herod, it was pretty funny. So he's like, uh, so where is this, this, this king that you speak of? Uh, so I can destroy, <coughs> worship him. <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, he does it really, really funny. So they finally don't, they, they are worried about the king. They don't trust him. They leave Herod and they don't tell him where the baby is, but they head straight for uh, the town of Bethlehem. They're saying, we think three kings <clears throat> finally get to the end. Once again, we have an encounter. I tell him where to go uh, to the uh, stable. They go and then. Uh, we sing one. Oh, I'm sorry. They tell the narrator kind of does a bit where they talk about the real meaning of Christmas. Then they sing joy to the world. And this whole time she's doing the, the, the true meaning of Christmas and the joy to the world song. The innkeeper's heart is warming up. He's not a jerk anymore. And he starts realizing this his baby is more than a, just a, any, another baby. By the end of it, I'm holding the child. And anyway, then we uh, just gave a talk about how. This is really is a celebration of Jesus' birthday. You know, a lot of people have tried to turn it into many other things, but this story that we've just told is what it's all about. So uh, perfect. Anyway, and we had a, an altar call. We had kids kids praying. It was really good. In fact, there was one little girl who was really praying. I guess she got the Holy Ghost a couple of Holy Ghost rallies ago. Um, well, route blue, I think. Uh, oh, positive blue. Okay, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I don't remember. Anyway, I'm pretty sure. But if she didn't have it before, she didn't now because she prayed through back. Prayed, prayed through, prayed through. Yeah, uh, but it was a good Sunday. Good Sunday, and then we took the chillins home. And next Sunday we're going to do a birthday party, and we'll yep. talk about all that. But it's going to be fun. The um, that's just cool because kids were praying after that. You know, sometimes you're like, "How am I going to wrap this into an altar call?" But you could always wrap an altar call like yeah. just shows like just always maybe you have to like the way you guys got creative with the innkeeper that's always you know and the way to tie in an altar call don't yeah, ever it, miss a Sunday just because you're telling the story don't let it yeah. be a Sunday where you're not going to have an altar call that's a, that's a really good point the, and, the, and the way we 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 led into that was talking about at Christmas you always give a gift or sorry at a birthday party at, a, at someone's birthday you give them a gift that was based on what the kings did. You know, they gave him frankincense and myrrh. And so uh, giving of gifts is, is a tradition. But how do you give a gift to God? Right? I mean, he owns a cattle in a thousand hills. Yeah. He has everything. What does he need? He doesn't need your money necessarily. Although, you know, God does want, want us to be generous. Right. Uh, so we talked about there's really only one thing God wants. And that's us. Yeah. So if you have nothing else to give, you can give yourself. And so today we invited him up. If you want to give God the, the one gift he doesn't already have, come up and give it to him. Yeah. So that's yourself. Cool. So, how was that? Um, so let's talk about, and I, I did do this in my last podcast. I did mention this, Brother Jew, but I, I want to talk to it with you here, too, about some of the growing pains we are experiencing here at, at Inland Lighthouse. Um I like to think we have a very healthy children's ministry. Our Sunday school classes are not only fun, 
but they're controlled and they have moves of the Holy Ghost every Sunday. But, man, we have brought so many kids, plus our church is growing. So yep. the church kids are growing, the bus is growing, and now our class size is is bigger than, than I mean, it's unwieldy. So it went from 80 to 140, 130 in six months. Yeah. Our bus ministry at the start of the year, we weren't running the numbers we were. We were running 60s, 80s. Yeah, and, and 80 was what's a good day. Yep. And 40... The 60 was like the average. And so we did a contest. So let's shoot for 125 was the goal, right? Yeah, because we hit 100 right around, right at the start of this contest. I'm going to let's hit 125. Yeah. And then so we, we hit it, but our, our momentum is going so strong now. So we're having so many kids that are bringing 140 plus, And then most of them are of the age group between 5 to 11. That's just... The, it's just the the majority of the age. We do pick up youth. We do bring adults. But I would say a good 60% is probably 5 to 11. So that's our classroom. Yeah. And this is no surprise to anybody. But to get more kids in your bus, you have to do more outreach. Right. That's obvious. I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm, 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 I'm acting stupid just saying that. But it is so true. And sometimes we forget that. Yeah. And, and so, like, our routes have really had a renewed focus, all of them, mm-hmm. on outreach. And you can see it. Like, on Saturdays, we have big groups. Midweek, there's big groups. Yeah. And so, out of the, you know, if we had to do a percentage at the beginning of the year that we're doing outreach, I, I'm not even going to hazard a guess, but it's much lower than it is now. And so, now it's a, we're finally starting to get the culture yeah. again of outreach. If, if I may also add to maybe your route or your church is doing a lot of outreach, but you're not seeing the numbers yet. Another thing we did was we did the prayer drives. I don't think it's a coincidence after we finished all the prayer drives, we started hitting over 100. So a prayer drive would be we get in the buses, and we did it per route. Um, so it would be like the yellow route will come, and we'll go and we'll drive the route, and we'll pray. You know, And we did it for every single route. That's also – so if you're not seeing the fruits yet, you're not seeing you know the, the numbers – go do a prayer drive go fast go do something you know add that to it that should be going hand in hand but sometimes we just sometimes want boots on the ground but always don't forget to pray too so but i'm i don't mean to not do outreach i'm not trying to no, absolutely so uh, they both go hand in hand absolutely but it might just be just a friendly reminder we all know you have to have faith you yeah. have to have faith but faith without works, works is, is dead, dead. Yep. you have to have both you yeah. have to have both. You got to believe. You got to pray. You got to fast. But you also got to go do work. Yep. So <laughs> you have to. Yeah. This is part of it. If you don't plant, you're not going to sow. Don't be surprised if you look a year later and you don't have the fruit if you never planted anything. Yep. It's I. This is me jumping way ahead, but since we're talking about goals for next year, um, I'm looking into buying everyone. I don't know what to call it yet. A dream book, a faith book, something like that. But you, something you could put in your Bible or you could carry with you on your route. And just as God gives you ideas, just write it down. Pray with it as your group. Talk about it. Set goals to do some of it. And then look back six months into the year. Hey, look what God's done. This was our dream at on January. You know, what? what's our next goal? No, You know, like, look what God's doing. So, you know, but like I said, that's to put that faith into every single one of them. But then hopefully followed by works and, you know, just something big about writing stuff down we know that so yep yep they say uh your goal is 40 percent more likely to be accomplished if you write it down yeah than just making it a wish 
So that alone is powerful. Yeah. It really is. So we're bringing all these kids. We're having an influx from church. We're having an influx from bus. And now our, our class doubled. Yes, so it we went easily. from 80 kids to 130. I know that's not a true double, but it feels like it. But we, so we have 130 kids, many of them unchurched. Many of them don't have a culture of listening for longer than in between commercial breaks. You know, they're, they're programmed to television. They're programmed to anything but church. Yeah. And so this is a culture shock in many ways for many of them. And we are feeling it. Boy, are we. We used to be able to really have their attention with 80 kids. And, man, I'm telling you, it's a fight for survival just to get through a Sunday sometimes. Yeah, there was a few Sundays that I was out. I was in the youth class or I was teaching in Be Free. I was teaching in other rooms. And then I came back in our classroom and I saw the growth and I heard the chaos. And it made me think. And I told you, I was like, we have a problem too many kids how are we going to fix it but we don't have the rooms yeah how are we going to you know like it's how do you control if you have the facilities and that's right. that's the challenge on in rialto we don't have the facilities and we had been talking about building an educational building which would have solved all this but the church is experiencing the same growth pains yep and so pastor had to choose between do we build a sanctuary or do we build an educational building first and he did what he uh, thought was right and is right, yeah. which is you focus on what builds the rest, right? Right. So the sanctuary is what funds everything else, right? right. True. Uh, that's where that's where it has the focus has to be on the sanctuary. It has to be. And so once that's done, we're going to go into the educational wing. But until then, we're three years out at yeah. least. <clears throat> we have to figure this out. Yep. We have uh, rooms for adults that ride our buses that we are getting creative with. We have. The women's class in the coffee shop now. We have the men's class in pastor's office. And, you know, there's other reasons behind that too, but we don't have the room. So we got to open up rooms down yeah. in our Sunday school area to make Yeah, so room someone for would it. ask, well, why don't you just split your class? That's easy, right? You have 130 kids, split it into 265. So, oh, piece of cake. We don't have 265 people rooms. No. They don't exist. The only way to do it would have been by the only thing that could divide is a curtain, and that's not going to work. The yeah. chaos would bleed over. So the fellowship hall itself is big enough to house 265s, but without building a divider and losing the fellowship hall being a fellowship hall, we can't do it. There's right. no portable soundproof options that are going to be good enough. I've thought about bringing in three-foot pieces of styrofoam and stacking them in there and trying to insulate it. I've thought about uh, you know whatever we can do. So I think we've come up with a solution. And at this point, we are going to be pulling out the 11-year-old boys into a class, the 11-year-old girls into a class, and possibly the 10s in each of those as well, joining the 11 and 12, uh, excuse me, 11 boys and 11 girls, depending on numbers. And yeah. we'll, we're going to pin that down a little more. But we do have two classrooms that have opened up that seat about 20. Right. Maybe 25 if you want to really squish them in. And so each of those, if we do put in 20, let's just, let's just stick to 20, 20 in each of those, assuming everything's perfect, which it never is, that pulls out 40, that knocks us down to 90 in our classroom. We can handle 90 kids yeah. easily. We've proven that for the last many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, let's be honest, the 11-year-olds and the 10-year-olds are typically, especially the boys, yeah. are the ones most likely to be causing the disturbances that keep the others from listening. Yep. Another thing is the just that many bodies in a room, whether they're actively talking or just being kids, you know, just whispering, tittering, being silly, tapping their feet, it creates a roar 
when you have, and it's a concrete building, so if you have 80 kids doing that, you can overpower it with speakers. If you have 140, you cannot overpower it with speakers. We tried, and it's just feeding back. So now we put speakers in the back of the room facing forward, which helps a lot. So now you have you know, the, the back of the room is not uh, more quiet than the front. It helps. It didn't solve it, but it helped. Right. Pulling those others out are going to help. And then we have some really wild solutions that we're looking at. And that is we have a daughter work now in yep. San Bernardino where we pick up a big chunk of our kids. So I've talked to Pastor. Uh, you were there when we were talking to uh, Brother Caleb. And maybe, this is completely up in the air right now, maybe we think about taking a chunk of our kids that are right around that branch work anyway yep. and taking them there and teaching them rather than bringing them all the way to Rialto. It just makes sense on many levels, but boy, are there a lot of logistics. Mm-hmm. Now you got drivers and teachers and all of that that have to work in the afternoon because that's when they have their service rather than the morning. I don't know. Yeah. Got to figure it out. There was a, that's quite a, a big group that we picked that are literally a block away or four blocks away. So we were thinking like if we take some of them there, it'll do a lot of things. One, it will help them grow. You know, San Bernardino is already growing. Like that was the building, obviously for those who didn't know, Brother Philip had a mattress store that he worked and they were loaning it out you guys were kind of sharing it i guess would be the correct way to say it yeah it was it was actually a really cool deal i'll just do this real fast but we looked for a building specifically that could host a church not just a mattress store with the idea of giving them free rent and so we were able to give that branch work free rent they didn't have to pay a penny for two years which was awesome yeah they didn't have to pay anything and so uh, the mattress shop has since closed, and now they have taken over the entire building, and they're paying the rent. They're able to sustain it now. They remodeled it. It looks like a whole new building. It's they, beautiful. It's, it's really cool. Job. But we can easily, with the amount of people that live in that area that we pick up, we could pick them up, overfill them <laughs> real quick. So, so I think it will be a great idea if we help bring and drop some of them over there, bring some over here. It'll grow their church. Maybe two birds, one stone. I don't know. Absolutely. So the only reason we're bringing this up, because this is obviously a local problem. This right. is a Rialto problem. This does not have very many parallels with very many churches out there in this specific scenario, except that if you have an active children's ministry that is growing, eventually you will break the system that has worked for you so far. Right. And we have had, and I'm going to reiterate this, I feel like we have one of the best teams, children's ministry teams, that is not, I, I just, they're just great people. They work hard. They do a fabulous job. But those fabulous people are struggling to do what we've always done with ease. Yeah. <laughs> and we can't do it anymore. And we're trying to figure out what has happened. And, of course, now we've already explained what has happened. We have outgrown our current ability to teach the number of kids that we are bringing in. Yeah. And that means adapt and overcome. It doesn't mean shut your bus ministry down or, or kill a route so we don't bring kids. That would be the dumbest yeah. way of thanking God for bringing kids, right? right. Oh, thank you for blessing our bus ministry. We're going to uh, slow it back down because you've grown it too much. That would no. be ridiculous. Right. So we want to grow with it. Yeah, so we just got to – growing pains. Yep. <laughs> that should be the exactly title of this podcast. Growing pains. Growing pains. Yep. So starting uh, January 6th, we have a couple weeks off after this Sunday. We're going to be revamping and – getting all this dialed in and try to try to anchor it down a little bit we still got some bugs to work through 
Um, such as, you know, we have a good staff for one classroom. Now we're going to split three ways. Do yeah. we have enough for three? Yes, we do, but it's going to be stretching people. So now you have people that have to fill right now eight minutes a week. Now they're having to fill maybe 30 minutes a week. Right. Because they're going to be much more taxed in there. No one's going to be alone, but they are going to be much more called upon than they are now. And I think it's exciting. I think we're going to see some major growth, not just in our kids, but in our teachers. Mm-hmm. Being <clears throat> on the spot for 30 minutes, it's a lot harder than having to come up with only eight minute segments. So, you know, I remember first starting, that's what it was. And, you know, and we, st- but at the same time, we got to find a way to have only 30 minutes of teaching, but not get boring. Like, how are you going to twist that up every 10 minutes about your lesson or whatever you got to do. So. Yeah, it won't be the same person. So you can still, even if it's two people in the classroom, you can trade back and forth every eight minutes. Right. So we're not going to change the concept of how we teach the building block method, the sticking to a time, manageable time period for a child. You know, if you're teaching 11-year-olds, you have a little more time. Right. Maybe you can teach 10 minutes at a whack. Right. You can't teach, you know, you may go up from eight minutes. Uh, but we're still not going to overwhelm them and just talk for 30 minutes. That'd no. kill them. No, that's what I'm saying. you got to get creative still. you got to so. get creative. you got to get – or stay creative. Stay creative. I, I feel like yeah. our team is creative. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but, yeah, so that's where we're at. It is uh, – we are about 30 minutes in, and we have some deadlines we got to hit. So we are going to call it for this podcast. But, Brother Julian, before we do, do you have anything else you want to add? Nope. I'm excited for this weekend. We're going to have a too. bus party for all the workers. And then oh. the, the Okay, too. we got a couple minutes. Can you tell them about the, 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 the gifts that you were given? Is that possible? Are you allowed to do that? Gifts I was given. Yeah, yeah, from, from, oh, oh, just like for our kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, the so Sunday school. You're talking about Sunday school, right? Yeah. Those Sunday toys. School. Okay. So we started to do a um, lot three years ago. We would get toys. Started off very small. I was able to collect toys for just the bus routes. Um, last year, though, we decided, hey, let's get toys for every single kid that comes to Sunday school. So what we did... Church kids, a, bus kids, I don't care how you get here, you're going to get a toy. you get a toy. So last year, we just did, through Sparkle of Toy Drive, that's a local... I think it's only local to this area. Um, the Children's Fund is in charge of it. I put in a request. Like, hey, I would like to request toys for X amount of kids. From them, I request for 100 kids. I don't know if the PDF, if they're... Excel sheet gets bigger than 100 kids. So I request for every single kid. That means I have to write the age, the race, the rough area where they live, and their estimated annual income for 100 kids. Now, I just make them all generic. They're pretty easy. Uh, So we got our toys. We got four, really four big bags of toys full. I just got them the other day. Brand new, nice, really nice gifts. This year, though, we've also done a big push with the church where we did a toy drive. So we've been doing that since about Thanksgiving time. People were putting in, dropping off toys. Our usher closet is full of toys. We're going to wrap them all up on Friday and give them away on Sunday. We're going to 200-plus toys probably to our kids. And then we have uh, a Frito-Lay donated to us. So they're donating bags of chips for an event that we're having this weekend for Children's Ministry. Yep. And... uh, Maybe throughout the year, here and there, they might be able to contribute again. So uh, just open your mind to different things that you can take advantage of for your church. Yep. I love it. A lot of time, all they wanted, the main thing for both the toy drive and the free delay is our, 
what's it called? The 501c3. Chair- 501c3. Yep. Yeah. That's just the, that you're a nonprofit. So they just want that number, and a lot of time they're willing to give stuff away because it's big write-offs for them. Many times, they want not that. just willing; they're looking. Yes. They have to meet quotas of giveaway, and so they're glad to find an outlet that fits all the criteria. And if you're if you're giving it to your community, that's what they're looking for. So go sign up, go talk to people, and they will they will give it to you. You may have to look for a bit, but you will find them. So. Oh. I was just dreaming with my wife last night. I was like, you know how cool it would be because we got like chips donated and toys. What if we got a bus donated? Hey, we've already got one. The, the, yeah. a, a Twinkie bus is all yeah. free. Yeah, you that's true. A penny for it. I'm talking big old school bus again. That's what I'm after. <laughs> one of those $60,000 AC, uh, all nice upgraded, <laughs> California compliant. Yes. Come on now. Yeah, hey, that's man. what I want. So it's Jesus like, how cool name. would that be? You know, I'm dreaming. Yes. Well, thank you, Brother Julian, for being here. Everybody out there. God bless, and we will see you next time. Yes, we God will bless. catch you later on Apostolic Children's Ministry. If you have a question for us, info at apostolicsinnerschool.com. All right, we'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye.